how many of y'all like country music? Okay, so this was a this was a 50-50 thing. I thought this is either going to go really well or flop, but uh, about half of you listen to country music. Um, I listen to country music about half of the year. Um, country music doesn't become my thing until summertime because there's something about um, riding uh, through the roads of Bullitt County uh, out toward my house, which is on Highway 24, past uh, fields planted with everything from... <laughs> Uh, from carrots to cotton to soybeans to, to whatever else is out there uh, with the windows down and the radio up. That feels like freedom to me. Does that feel like freedom to you? And Dirks Bentley, that song that, that you just heard, um, Free and Easy, uh, is a song about freedom. It's a song about living life to the fullest. It's a song about um, not being uh, tied down by all the things that tie us down in life. I want you to hear the next couple verses um, of that song. He says, Ain't no telling where the wind might blow, free and easy down the road I go. Living life like a Sunday stroll, free and easy down the road I go. If you only get to go around one time, I'm going to sit back and try to enjoy the ride. I can make a million or wind up broke, free and easy down the road I go. Can't take it with you when you go, so free and easy down the road, down the road I go. Someday I know it's going to take me home, free and easy down the road I go. That's what freedom sounds like to me, free and easy. Windows down, radio cranked, sunshine through the country, headed to the beach. If you want to know what freedom looks like for me, that's it. Uh, it doesn't get much better unless the fish are biting. Um, that's what freedom sounds like and looks like to me. But if we're honest with ourselves, we all know that we have this grand vision of what freedom looks like, this, this, uh, this ability just to walk away from all responsibility. We have this image of freedom in our mind, but often, more often than not, we don't get to live into that image of freedom. Are you with me? Like, like, we can sing free and easy down the road I go, but it's really not that free or that easy. Even with the windows down and the radio cranked up during the summer, when we feel kind of free, we're really not that free, are we? Because we're still stuck with all the stuff that life involves. We have responsibilities, right? We have jobs that cause stress and hold us down. Uh, we are in relationships that cause stress and sometimes hold us down or hold us back. Uh, we are in situations because of choices we've made, decisions that we've made, that have caused us to live life a little less than free and easy, more like bound and hard. That's how most of us live Life And so this morning, um, we are picking up right where we left off from last week, and that's in Romans chapter 6. We're going to be beginning at verse 12. We left off at verse 11 last week, picking up at verse 12. And so in the preceding verses in chapter 6, what Paul has done is he's talked about how we can leave our past in the past through the power of Jesus' death and resurrection. Because of who Christ is, we are given new life we are giving a new opportunity to live through Jesus Christ. And in verses 12 to 23, what Paul does, he says, Now, because you have that free life, it means you literally are free. You are free and easy, just like Dirk Bentley talks about. You are completely free. You're completely free. You can live however you want because Christ has set you free. But Paul says... We're going to mess that up. <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves, you and I, we can mess up freedom. 
Uh, we really can mess up freedom. Uh, we live in a country uh, that's called the land of the free, but occasionally, even here, we mess up freedom. So what we're going to be talking about this morning is how we can live in true freedom, freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, open up uh, to Romans chapter 6, 12 to 23. Romans 6, 12 to 23. So here's Paul, and I'm reading from the message this morning. So if it looks different than your Bible, um, that's why I'm reading from the message uh, translation. It's a translation by Eugene Peterson, which means you get not only Paul, but what Eugene Peterson thinks Paul is getting at. So it's a really, it's a really neat translation of the Bible. Paul writes, that means, since you have been given new life in Christ, that means that you must not give sin a vote in the way that you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with your old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full-time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. You're living in the freedom of God. If you've put your past in your past through the power of Christ's death and resurrection, if you've left that old life behind, you're living in the freedom of God. Check this out, verse 15. So since we're out from under the old tyranny, that old way of life, does that mean that we can live any old way that we want? Since we're free in freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly, you know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. All your lives you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you started listening to a new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can hardly recall, can't you? How at one time, the more you did just what you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much different is it now as you live in God's freedom, your lives healed and expansive in holiness. As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking, or right living, or right anything for that matter. But do you call that free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing you're proud of now. Where did it get you? A dead end. But now that you've found that you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do, and you've discovered the delight of listening to God telling you, what a surprise, a whole healed Put together life right now with more and more life on the way. Work hard for sin your whole life, and your pension is death. But God's gift is real life. Real life. Eternal life delivered by Jesus, our Master. So we've been given freedom through Christ's death and resurrection, and our acceptance of that resurrection. Accepting Christ as the Lord and Savior of our lives gives us new life, and it gives us the opportunity to live in freedom. It gives us the opportunity to live a different way. Well, living free and easy 
in Christ, if that's what we want to do, if that's where we want to be, if we want to experience true freedom in Christ, if we want to live with the windows down and the radio up in Christ cruising to the beach, that's kind of what I want my faith with Christ to look like, Uh, this joyous thing that sets me free. The first thing that you and I have to do is that we have to remember that we've been raised from the dead. Because a lot of us, we live our lives like Christ never came, like Christ never died, and like we have never been raised from the dead with him. That's the first point there in your notes, is that if you want to live in freedom, if you want to live in the freedom that only Christ can give you, you've got to remember that you've been raised from the dead. That means that you are alive in Christ. When you feel like you're at your wit's end, you need to remember that you've been raised From the dead, when it looks like everything is falling apart around you, like there's no future, like there's no hope, you need to remember that you have been raised from the dead. And if you've been raised with Christ from the dead, if you've been raised with Christ from the dead, that means that you have nothing but life to look forward to. You have nothing but life to look forward to. Death is merely a stepping stone because you have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that eternal life doesn't begin the moment that you die. It begins, it began the moment that you gave your life to him. That's when your new life began. You just have to remember, I just have to remember that I've been raised from the dead and I don't have to live like I used to live. I can live in freedom and in wholeness. I can live in freedom because I've been raised from the dead with Christ later on in Romans. In fact, in Romans um, chapter 8, Paul is going to say that, that nothing in this life, none of the present sufferings that you might be enduring, nothing in this life, our present suffering, our pain, our heartache, whatever it is, will compare with the glory that will be revealed in us through Jesus Christ. Our present suffering, our present pain, our present heartache, our present weakness, those things aren't our eternity. They might be what's happening in the present moment, but that's not. That's not your eternity. Because you and I have been raised from the dead, living in freedom. Living in freedom begins by owning that truth or by making that decision to give your life to Christ for the very first time or for the 150th time. That's where living in freedom begins by understanding that as followers of Christ, we have been raised from the dead. But here's the thing. Paul realizes that if you tell someone they're free, they have a tendency to go off the deep end, that you're free to do whatever you want, and so people go nuts. Um, You see this when when high school students transition into college. Uh, A lot of them get freedom for the first time. Parents, close your ears if you have one that's about to head off to college, because we're going to speak the truth here for just a second. Okay. If your children have been locked away in a room, in a closet, and and they have not been able to experience the outside world um, or or people who are different from them, there is a high likelihood that when they get to college, this place um, where you're not around and neither is their room or the place that they've been hidden away, um, that they're going to say, freedom, yes, I'm doing it all. And they will. Okay? The proof is across the street. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. The proof is across the street. 
We get freedom, and we're like, freedom, yeah! And we go as hard as we can, as fast as we can, as far as we can, because freedom is awesome until you realize that some of the things you do when you think you're free aren't that awesome. <laughs> some of the things you do when you think you're free aren't, aren't that awesome. What we have to understand is that, is that freedom has limits. Freedom has limits. There's boundaries. You actually need boundaries if you want to be truly free. You and I, we need boundaries in order to be free in Christ. And the boundaries for freedom in Christ look like this. If something that you're doing is going to cause harm to others or to yourself, that's not something that's going to lead you into more freedom in Christ. You don't need to do that. If it's going to cause harm to yourself or to someone else, you do not need to do that. The other thing is that if whatever you're doing, whatever you've chosen to do, whatever decision you make to do, if it keeps someone else from experiencing freedom, you don't need to do that. Think about it this way. Um, some of us in here are old enough to have the freedom to drive cars, and so we drive cars. Um, now, there are rules that go along with driving cars so that everyone can drive cars on the same roads, right? Um, if you go down to the DMV, they'll give you a whole book full of rules about driving on the road so that you can have the freedom to drive on the road. Some of you need to pick up this resource as you're driving down the road. Uh, don't read it while you're driving down the road. Read it at home. But some of you need to pick this up because there's rules to driving on the road. Like you only drive on the right-hand side of the road. You only drive on the right-hand side of the road. There are speed limits that tell us approximately how fast we should be going. We talked about being lawbreakers, and we're all lawbreakers, rule breakers. Um, so they tell us about how fast or slow uh, we should be going, right? There's also rules about where you can drive and where you can't drive, right? Now you're thinking, all of these rules, they sound pretty arbitrary. I mean, wouldn't it be neat if you could drive on the left-hand side of the road or, or you had freedom to drive wherever you want? Well, you do have the freedom to drive wherever you want. If you've passed the, the Georgia licensing exam, you have the freedom to drive wherever you want. You can drive on the left-hand side of the road 40 miles an hour past the speed limit through people's front yards if you want to. You're free to do that. The problem is there are consequences to the way that you use or you abuse your freedom. If you drive 40 miles an hour on the wrong side of the road through people's front yards, the police are going to come and get you because you're going to do harm to yourself or you're going to do harm to someone else or you're going to keep someone from experiencing the freedom of driving. The very same thing is true for your faith. There are rules and there are boundaries. This is why we read Scripture, so that we can understand the rules of life and faith in Christ. So that we don't go wild and do whatever we want and go as far as fast as we can. There are limits to freedom so that everyone can experience freedom. Because ultimately, how you use your freedom, the freedom that you have in Christ reflects who it is that you ultimately serve and who it is that you ultimately love. Do you guys know who Bob Dylan is? Do you guys know Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan wrote this, this song, and Rolling Stone said it was the second worst song that Bob Dylan ever wrote. Do you know what song that was? 
It was, you got to serve somebody. You know that song? I can't do it. That's kind of how I hear it in my head. you got to serve somebody. Um, that's my best Bob Dylan. It's not Let It Go, but it's Bob Dylan. Um, <laughs> you got to serve somebody. The point of the whole song is that no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you do, what your job, what your title, you got to serve somebody. And how you and I live in the freedom that Christ gives us actually proves who we're serving. Some of us, we live in the freedom that Christ gives us with wild abandon, and it doesn't really reflect the Savior who gave all for us. Some of us, have used the freedom that we have in Christ to hurt others, to keep other people from experiencing freedom, and we even manage to damage ourselves. If you're going to serve somebody, who is it that your freedom is serving? Some of us are living and our freedom so recklessly that we're actually keeping people from coming to understand who our Savior is. Ultimately, the way you choose to live your life and live the freedom that you have in Christ reflects who it is that you serve. And that's at the heart of the passage that you heard read this morning. You are free in Christ to choose literally any way to live. But as people who are free in Christ, we are to choose to live in ways that reflect the love and the grace and the peace and the hope that has set us free. Remember, you have been brought from death to life and freedom has its limits so that you and I can reflect the one who has set us free. Third thing we need to know, if we're going to live in freedom in Christ, is to understand, and this helps correct going wild with our freedom, is to understand that true freedom is found in Christ, not around Christ, not near Christ, excuse me, <coughs> not close to Christ, but life in Christ. That's where you and I are truly free. Not in ourselves, not in a bottle, not in a pill, or in a job, or in a relationship, but in Christ. That's the place where we find true freedom. Because when we find ourselves in Christ, and when I say in Christ, I mean in a growing, ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. When we find ourselves there, we find our true meaning and our true purpose in this life and in this world. Because when we are in Christ, our gifts, our graces, our strengths, our abilities are all being leveraged towards sharing the good news of who Christ is with others. We are useful, we are purposeful when we are in Christ, when we are outside of Christ and we're, and we're trying to find freedom in all sorts of other paths and other roads and other avenues. We're not fully who we were created to be. But if we are in Christ, and this is a big deal for Paul, if we find ourselves in Christ, and I say find ourselves, if we are intentional about focusing our eyes and our heart and our life on who Christ is and living in Christ's presence daily, 
we find meaning and purpose. And that meaning and purpose not only gives us deep satisfaction, but it meets the world's deepest needs. And they call that ministry. When your giftedness, when your purpose meets the world's deepest needs, that's ministry. And when we are in Christ, we can't help. We can't help but be in ministry. I'm not talking about preaching sermons. I'm not talking about doing all-night prayer vigils. What I am talking about is living in such a way that your life does good to the people around you. That your life carries other people to the source of the freedom that you know. To Jesus Christ. That's how we live in freedom. And we not only experience freedom for ourselves, but help others find the very same freedom that we know. Remember, you have been brought from death to life. You are alive in Christ. Freedom has its limits, but the limits are there to protect you and to help you truly live in freedom. And true freedom, true freedom is only found in Christ our Lord. Would you pray with me this morning? God, we are constantly searching for freedom. In just a few days, our nation is going to celebrate being a place where we can pursue freedom. And so, God, as all of those things are happening, as we celebrate with fireworks and watermelon and hot dogs and whatever else it may be, Lord, we just pray that you would remind us of the freedom that we have in you. Help us to use our freedom in such a way that those around us might experience freedom as well. Help us to use our freedom in such a way that those who are far from you might experience freedom through you. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your spirit that emboldens us and sends us out in strength and in freedom. In this we pray. In the name of Christ. Amen.